Blog Talk Radio. The song just simply says, if he doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough. Bishop Brown wrote this song for me. Hallelujah. enough. He blessed me once, 
He's blessed me twice. He's blessed me over and over and over again. We thank God for his blessings on today. For the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. God said that he would bless us in the city, bless us in the field, bless us coming in and going out. I don't know about you, but I am looking for a blessing. Good afternoon, and God bless you, all of our listeners. You have tuned in to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And certainly we want you to know that we do not own the rights to any of the music that you hear on today, but we pray that is a blessing to you, to you, and to you. If the Lord never does anything else. want you to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors to log on now, www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. That is how you can reach us. We want you to know that we're also syndicated on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple iTunes. Look for Global Gospel. We are on social media. We are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr. And if you go to our Twitter page, Global Gospel, if you go to our Facebook page, Global Gospel, if you go to our Tumblr page, Global Gospel, all you have to do is uh, click on the icon. There is a direct link to this episode and all episodes. All our shows are archived. So you can listen in any time, day or night, at the conclusion of each episode. You can listen to that in, in, its ty- in entirety after we uh, finish our live uh, session. If you would like to call in and let us know that you're listening, you can um, reach Global Gospel at 619-924-0800. 619-924-0800. Don't hesitate. To give us a shout out Again, we thank you all for tuning in today If you want to reach us uh, by mail uh, You can reach us at P.O. Box 5331 That is Hempstead, New York Where the zip code is 11550 And our email address is globalgospel one seven at gmail.com. We want to shout out all of our listeners, those that are here in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, California, Germany, Spain, Canada, on the continent of Africa, the European continent, the Asian continent, the Australian continent. We thank God for each and one of you uh, who are listening around the world for this is global gospel and we thank the lord for all of his blessings as beverly crawford uh suggested to us in our introduction song we also want to shout out mpt enterprise third lounge abyssinia and the nationwide black family uh, mediation uh lois glenn carter uh Shout out to uh, Marlon Townsend and Ryan Wilson. And certainly we shout out today our listeners, the Townsend family, the Hernandez family, the Norman family, the Latham family, the McCoy family, the Wiggins family, the Locke family, the Allen family, the uh, Natalie family, the Stevenson family. Shout out to all of you. And certainly if you let me know that you're listening, I can shout you out as well. Again, we thank you. For sharing with Global Gospel on this Saturday afternoon. For those of you 
who have tuned in to Global Gospel for the first time, our theme here at Global Gospel is found in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. And if you have listened in before, I'm sure you have probably committed 2 Corinthians 4 and 3, that scripture to your memory. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. That is 2 Corinthians 4 and 3. And there is so much going on in and around the world. Important that we should read further. And it says, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. So we came today to share with you the good news and the glad tidings, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to let you know that Jesus Christ, he heals, he delivers, he saves and he sets free. He liberates you. He is there for the rich, for the poor, for the black, the white, the down and out, those that are oppressed, those that are depressed, those that are suicidal. God is here for you. And today he's here to give you strength, to give you joy, to give you peace, and to give you love. The gospel is holistic. And so that means the gospel is there to touch every area of your life, your living condition, your finances, your mental state, your status in society. The gospel is there for you on today. And so we want you today to believe the gospel, to receive the gospel, to accept the gospel, to apply the gospel to your life. And uh, we thank you all for uh, continue to tune in, and certainly we do have a uh, special guest uh, that uh, will be sharing with us in just a few minutes. And because um, the gospel is holistic, we uh, invite different people uh, on this platform to share their personal experience because God is not in a box. And certainly we're not going to put God in a box and we're not going to limit God or limit our uh, thought process. But we thank you for sharing in. Uh, once again, we are going to uh, take a break and certainly uh, we will be back uh, in just a few minutes. Tell your family, friends, neighbors, www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. Call in 619-924-0800. You made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. Made a way. Standing here. Not knowing how we'll get through this test. You by surprise, you got this figured out, and you're watching us now. And when it looks as if we can't win, wrap within your arms and step in. And everything we need you to supply, you got this. That you made our way when our back was when our back was against the wall and it looked as if it was over. Lord, you you made our way and we're standing here. You 
back, and our special guest is here in studio. Good afternoon and hello to you, special guest. Uh, praise the Lord. How are you? I am blessed. How are you? I'm doing good. Just another day that the Lord woke me up. So that's a blessing in and of itself. Certainly that is so true. That is a blessing just to wake up and to see another day. So many of those listening around the world may not have caught your voice. Uh, Can you tell our listeners who you are? This is um, Darlene Harris. Okay, so uh, thank you all for tuning in today. Our special guest is one of God's humble servants, the Honorable Darlene Harris, and certainly she is here. Uh, This month is Women's History Month, and we took a few Saturdays here and there just to uh, uh, honor and to celebrate uh, uh, women, and so uh, we Thank you, uh, the Honorable Darlene Harris, for sharing with us this particular Saturday afternoon. Um, And that your song of choice was You Made a Way, and I'm sure that song means something to you, correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It it means everything to me. I'm sure we've all had challenges in our life um, where we just didn't know how we were going to get through or get by or Whatever it was, a loss um, of a loved one or a loss of a job or um, what have you, you know, loss of good health, but God always, always provides, always makes a, a way, one way or another. It might be not be the way you expected it or the mm-hmm. way you wanted it. You might have had to go through some valleys, um, but he always moves that mountain you know, one way or another. We we might not know how it's going to get done. We might look back and can't even fathom how it was done, but, it, it you know, God does it. And so that song really touches me like, you know, almost no other. Awesome. So, awesome. So, yeah. so um, we thank you for um, sharing uh, that particular song with our listeners on today. And so um, how about you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself briefly? Okay. Well, briefly, I don't know. <laughs> well, but, well you, um, know, you have all the world's a stage. Listen, you have all the time. <laughs> you have all the time you want. I don't want to cut you off or cut you short or slight anyone. So tell us about um, yourself. <laughs> you know, I, um, a lot of times when I – speak at um, maybe career day at different schools, um, especially in the Uniondale schools, I like to let them know that, um, you know, I'm a graduate of the Uniondale school system, you know, a regular old public school and that they went to so that that you can achieve and, and do anything with whatever situation God puts you in. Um, you know, I went to graduated from elementary, junior high, and high school there, and went on to um, an Ivy League college, University of Pennsylvania, and then got a full academic scholarship to law school. Um, you know, which was a, a blessing because my parents were saying they couldn't really afford to send me there. I ended up graduating undergrad in three years because my parents were having a hard time, you know, paying with that. So I went to summer school, took extra classes. So. Um, I'm definitely familiar with struggling and sacrifice. Um, But as they say, you you can't have a rainbow without rain. So today, if anything, I want to be able to encourage people. Um, After law school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with the law. I hung in there even though I was having a tough time. My mom encouraged me. My father, you know, never say can't. to finish it, especially since I had the scholarship. Um, And luckily I did finish, and I I finished, you know, doing a decent job. It might have started off rough, but um, I hung in there. I didn't know what I wanted to do, um, but um, I found out about a job working with kids. thought, oh, wow, you know, I could 
you know, influence young children, change people's lives. And I think that's always been a pet peeve with me. So um, I got a job with legal aid, um, working as what they called back then a law guardian. Now they call them attorney for the child. So sometimes if you had like a, you know, wayward child, a charge with a juvenile delinquency or um, even if they were as a neglect petition where the parent had maybe abused them or something or it was um, parents fighting over custody, anything in family court with the child, I would represent the interests of the child. I would meet with that child, either defend them if it was a juvenile delinquent or just represent their interests and um you know, that ended up being one of the most fulfilling things that I have done in my career. Um, so after after that, I ended up working in the law department for a while, uh, writing decisions for judges. I went to the town attorney's office because I, once I started writing the decisions for judges, I was like, wow, I could do this. You know, I was advising the judges. I felt nervous and intimidated at first, like, oh, can I do this job? I'm going to tell judges what they should be doing with the law. And, you know, after I started doing it, I was saying, wait a minute, I can be a judge. Um, you know, I had taken that because it made a little bit more money than I was making at legal aid. And um, I wanted to be able to buy a house. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so the, I was being told that, yeah, to be a judge, they wanted to see you have a little more litigation experience. So I went and got a job in the town attorney's office. While I was at the town attorney's office, they asked me to run for legislator. And, you know, at that at that time, um it was a position to open it up in the minority district, but the chances are, um, you know, a Democrat would win because mostly that's the way we vote. Um, and not saying it's wrong or right, you know, we should try to pick the person, but um, the Democrats end up splitting their vote and I end up winning. I, I never thought or planned it, but that's what God had for me. And I end up making history as the first African-American female elected to Nassau County government. Um, and so it was supposed to be a part-time job, but really it was very full-time running all the time, you know, to all different community events and um, just always on the go. Um, but I was able to make a difference, you know, in my community and get things back in my community that I hadn't been able to um, do otherwise as a civilian. I was able to do it in that position as a county legislator, mm-hmm. um, whether it was like traffic lights on uh, where there had been fatalities of children or just um, community policing where they're, you know, they're in the presence where you feel safe but not intimidating because they're walking or on bikes. Um, things that you just don't think about that are in other communities that um, we needed to have our fair share of in our community. Um, so after I did that for four years, And after I started my own law practice and I was an administrative law judge in the city doing, like, traffic-type stuff, parking violations, um, and I did that for 11 years I worked there and I had my own practice for about 13 years. Um, And then got married um, and had a child and I took a job, you know, because I was doing a whole lot of stuff. I was treasurer for Uniondale Library. I was referee for foreclosure sales. I was a, a hearing officer in assessment um, claims. Um, so I needed to, like, settle down with one job, and then I took a commission, a job as a commissioner with the county as the head of the assessment review commission, and I was a commissioner for five years. And then finally, I was elected as district court judge, which is the position I'm currently in. And this is my seventh year that I'm in as district court judge. And I just feel, you know, blessed and humbled to be in this position. And that was a long biography, but that's 
That's it. From Listen, elementary to still, current. <laughs> still more to be written. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say uh, so, yeah. You never, so, I mean, I'm uh, at the age now I'm looking at retirement, but, yeah. Some professions you never really retire from. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's another story. But um, certainly uh, that is an extensive uh resume and introduction and um certainly uh we 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 talked about um today we're talking about the uh glass ceiling and so you're the first african american woman um to be elected to uh as a as a legislator uh, right in, in Nassau public County office government. in Nassau County mm-hmm. yes what was that like well it, it was Pretty amazing to say the least because I was the only um, black female on the legislature, which consisted of 19 people. And then there was one black male, um, Roger Corbin at the time. And so I was in the Republican delegation and there was 14 of us. So it was me and 13 white men. There was no other woman in that Republican delegation. And, you know, sometimes they had to remember I was in the room, watch what they said, how they spoke, you know, the vulgarity or whatever. They knew I was a Christian. Um, so, you know, they they needed to walk a, a kind of a fine line out of me and show respect. And, and, they, and they pretty much did for the most part. Um but definitely, you know, you would look at pictures, and I stood out for sure. <laughs> no doubt about it. Wow. So, so um, but that, that go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, as a black and as a woman, um, you know, they pretend to try to walk over you, and sometimes you just had to show your own strength. I I know, even when they wanted to put me on committees. They I they called me in and they had my dad sitting in the room and they basically were like telling me stuff through him. Um, so you know there was always things that showed you were treated different because you were a woman. Wow, yeah. uh, that is um, certainly a uh, very uh, interesting. Um, you said it, it calls your dad in, and here you are, a person. Uh, yeah, I was a grown woman, a homeowner. Um, at the time, I believe I was about 30 years old. I, maybe I didn't look it. Um, so, you know, it could have been because they thought I was young. I don't know. But, you know, they knew I was a lawyer. They knew, you know. I'd gone to an Ivy League undergrad. I wasn't a a dummy, (laughs) but I just, you know, it's just that perception, I guess, a young black woman. I don't know. Wow. Well, we thank you for um, for that you were able to um, get past those uh, uncomfortable situations and certainly uh, able to uh, gain the respect of um, community and certainly to uh, that glass ceiling. It's, you know, sometimes – seems way out of reach and um and it's not easy anything no struggle no progress and so um it's good that you were able to overcome that because because so many people just say you know what i'm going to give up i'm going to quit i'm going to drop out and um people need to be aware of um the fact that the more things change the more they stay the same. And while you were making strides for African Americans and for uh, women as well at the same time, um, that still wasn't good enough for some people's uh, mindset. They just cannot, uh, you know, some people, they just can't accept certain things. Right. Yeah. It's, and that's on, that's on many different platforms. And people say, oh, the world's a different place. Yes, the world is a different place um but some people have not changed unfortunately right i mean you know the things that we 
attained in life, whether women or blacks, we usually had to fight for. So even that position that I had as a county legislator, it was as the result of a lawsuit, a lawsuit um, headed by um, Fred Droynton and others, and even the same with the town of Hempstead position and and the assembly, where we had to have areas carved out for minorities to be able to really have their vote heard and counted because the way things were districted before, the minority vote really didn't count so much and they didn't have a voice for their community to be heard. You know, it was the same good old boys club and um, that clearly needed to change so that we could see our fair share getting back into our community. So, but it had to, you know, it had to happen by a lawsuit. Sometimes you have to push and fight for your successes in life. But, you know, the idea is to not give up because, yeah, no pain, no gain, no struggle, no progress, like you said, no rain, no rainbow, you know, that, and you have to be willing to go through something to, to succeed, you know. You can't just give up. The, um, the first hurdle that you might have to go through because that's basically what the glass ceiling means. It means that there's this invisible barrier trying to prohibit you from advancing, you know, to the top. But if you um, believe you can't, then you won't, you know. Um, I'm sure um Someone had to push Obama to say, yes, we can, <laughs> and he did. But, if you know, but he had to believe it to, in order to do it. You have to believe in yourself to accomplish anything. You have to, you have, to have that confidence that you can do it. And then and there should be no stopping you with God's help behind you, you know, all all invisible barriers can be broken. Awesome. That is that is the key. And uh we're gonna take a break and then we're going to uh come back and uh our second part we're just gonna allow you to give uh some shout outs and um talk a little bit about but you mentioned about being a Christian in the room and certainly uh we're just going to touch briefly on how that has shaped your life or affected um, your surroundings. Uh, stay tuned. Once again, uh, our number is 619-924-0800 uh, uh, is our call-in, and uh, our special guest is uh, the Honorable Darlene Harris. God is doing something wonderful in me. Stay tuned. about the uh, the attorney, the politician, um, 
the public servant, etc. But there is a great foundation behind all of that. And certainly that foundation is built as um, you said, you're not ashamed to be a Christian. Tell us a little bit about how you got to be a Christian. How you Well, uh, absolutely. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ at all whatsoever. But And that may stem from me being a PK, a preacher's <laughs> kid. Um, you know, uh, there's always a lot of pressure on PKs um, because they're like the first family and all eyes are on them in the church for um, expecting them to walk up right. Uh, but, you know, you have to find God for yourself. Right. And, um, you know, it might help you somewhat in a way to know about, you know, dealing with people, um, which is something that you have to do in politics. But um, when you know God for yourself, then you can truly love others, care about others, and want to do the right thing. Um, You know, I always think about Matthew 25. I want to hear God say, my good and faithful servant, well done. And he looks at whether you do well over a few things before he'll give you more. So when you know the word of of God um, that tells you honor thy mother and father that it, thy days may be long, um, you're going to try to walk up right and, and do the right thing. And, and that's really, really necessary in public office. And I think that that's what's missing with most politicians, they're not led, directed, and guided by God. Um, I know now as a judge, when I sit on the bench, I'm in a legal aid part. And, you know, they they basically, they know me that I'm predictable as far as what I'm going to do um, with a defendant. And I told them that's what the way I want it to be. That's what I like because that means that I'm treating everybody equally the same you know i'm not going to have um you know one type of person a white male say or whatever come with before me with a certain crime and then a black female with the same crime and treat them different i I want to see each person be afforded the same entitlements and rights under the legal justice system that's what justice is, is that everybody be afforded the same opportunities. That's the way we want to see things throughout life, not just in the justice system, but all over. That's what we're fighting for is just to be treated equal. And that stays a steady, constant um, fight that unless you really um, have an honorable heart, you're not going to stand up to make sure that that we have that. And um, so for me, it's very, been a very important component in my um, career, knowing God. You know, I think it, it gives you the strength to, to go on, um, to never say can't. So uh, my favorite scripture has always been Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But you have to know the Lord to really believe that. Awesome. Well put. Um, And it is so important that um, we uh, know God for ourselves and we know, know our place in society and that we know what we're supposed to do, and as someone suggested to me um, on a previous uh, show, that you have to know your voice. And it looks like uh, you found your voice. And, uh, you know, it's, a lot of times some people um, have preconceived notions about um, who people should be and how they should behave and how they should act. And that preconceived notions aren't always true but you have to be 
true to yourself, um, as you stated before about uh, being a PK. So it's important that you stay true to yourself, straight, stay true to our call, and um, know what God wants us to do. And it's important to uh, hear his voice as um, in the Bible, uh, there was one judge that was listed, Deborah, and certainly um, we know that she, the Bible lets us know that she heard God's voice, also called a prophetess, but uh, she heard God's voice, and certainly we do have to hear God's voice. If you're a writer, if you're a teacher, it makes a difference in your life. Um, so uh, who have been some of your influences in life? Well, you know, I I have to say just um, um, still on that PK note that Go my ahead. parents, even even not with them just being um, preachers, because my mom is like the co-pastor. My dad's a bishop, um, yeah, Bishop R. W. Harris and Pastor Novella Harris. But I would have to say they are my greatest influences because I watch them work and work and, you know, work several jobs, work as hard as they can to be successful, you know. So I, so they taught me that you have to put in the work. And, um, you know, I just, I, I watched my mom, you know, go through years of trying to raise her kids and family and make sure we were clothed and fed and um, get involved in the community, run for the PTA and, um yet still go to school and get her master's so she could become a teacher. That was a lot. That was a struggle. I look back now and respect it so much, but, um, you know, I even look at my siblings, and we all believe in working and working hard, and we learned that from our parents. It was my dad who was always telling me, never say can't. You know, they were the ones encouraging me when I wanted to quit law school and it was so hard. My mom was like, hang in there. You know, like, uh, luckily, because I had the full scholarship, she's like, what do you have to lose? But um, they're the ones that, you know, really had my back and, and showed me that positive role model. So I really would have to say they were the greatest influence. Awesome. Well, thank God for godly parents. And um, the church that they uh, pastor is, um, Grace Cathedral in Uniondale, Grace Cathedral International. My dad, he's, like, ministered all over the world. Awesome. So um, we, yeah. uh, we once again, we uh, thank uh, you for that, that story of uh, faith and uh, trust and belief in God, that testimony, really. And certainly um, we know that uh, you've encouraged us with several scriptures. Our number... Is six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. I'm going to give you a few minutes if you want to uh, give us a shout out. Six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Give us a shout out. We're going to take uh, one more break, and uh, our guest for today uh, that has told us about the glass ceiling is going to uh, wrap it up and give us uh, her conclusion. Uh, for today And you know what um, This selection uh, Says you know my name And God knows Our name Each and every one of us He knows our heart's desires He knows our thoughts are far off Stay tuned 619-924-0800 You know my name with me yeah 
close to me Schedule as a judge, as a 
daughter, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a sister. Uh, you wear so many hats, and uh, you do it well, and you find time in your day, 24 hours a day, to do what you need to do and still stay connected to the Master, to God, and certainly giving him all the glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. God has, and he continues to make a way for us. We are going to conclude now uh, in prayer. Uh, am I praying or are you praying? You're praying. <laughs> I'm praying. Did you, I think you wanted me to say this is Judge Darlene Harris from Uniondale, New York, and you are listening to Global Gospel hosted by Reverend Lamar Townsend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You strong. I'm a graduate of Uniondale High School as well. God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for your loving kindness, for your tender mercy. We thank you for what you have done and continue to do in our lives. We thank you for Sister Darlene Harris on today. We thank you for her commitment, first of all, to you, to her family, to her friends, to her community, and to the world at large. We pray a blessing on her life and everything that uh, she puts her hands to. And then, God, we thank you for all that are listening on today, meet their needs on today, touch, heal, deliver, save, and set free by your divine. We thank you that all these things are possible through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We give you glory, honor, and praise for it belongs to you. Thank you, and it is so because we ask believing that no good thing that you would withhold from us if we walk upright. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and God bless you, the Honorable Darlene Harris. We can't let a day go by without praising his name as we conclude. From whence I came I can't let a day go by Without counting the cost I can't let a day go by Without praising his name I can't let a day go by Without praising his name I can't forget I can't forget